Okay, so here we are. Welcome to the Michael Mamas Show. I'm your host, Michael Mamas, and we're coming to you from now a sunny but cold uh, Mount Soma, in the mountains of Western North Carolina, uh, home of the Sri Sameshra Temple. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit more about Ukraine, and there's really a very important uh, principle here that uh, merits addressing not just about Ukraine, but the, again, the underlying general principle, which is really what we like to talk about. And uh, uh, we like to connect all current events with those underlying principles, which is really, I think, what uh, is unique about this podcast, you know, Scotty? Uh, you know, people talk about the news, but in a way, it's kind of uh, myopic or, you know, kind of narrow vision in that what's really going on behind all of that, you know? And uh, so we've talked about the dynamic of uh, group consciousness and the power of group consciousness. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but it's really interesting to take a look at what's going on in Ukraine, you know, because, uh, you know, Russia thought they'd go in there and what, in a couple of days, you know, take over the country, but here it is. What is it? Day 15 or something like that. And uh, the resistance is still there. Uh, and I think we do well to take a look at that principle and what it, what is underlying in it in a very, you know, almost, if you will, cosmic sense. <clears throat> and that is that the, uh, well, the word I guess that would be used is uh, love of country, patriotism, that sort of thing. And, and the incredible conviction, conviction of the uh, Ukrainian people uh, to stand up and fight for their country, you know, and uh, the power uh, behind that. And uh, what, so there's the solidarity there. And what really, let's take a look at the, the mechanics of that. And what's, what's behind all of that? Because it's more, much more than just a, a group of like-minded people. Uh, you see, the underlying basis of all existence is a source of infinite integration, infinite harmony, infinite coherence, infinite wisdom. Okay. And it wells up through different aspects of uh, life, different arenas of life in different ways. Uh, in the individual that wells up is just our own sense of our own, uh, our own divinity that maybe people would say their own deep moral ethic, their own moral convictions, their own belief in themselves, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, and then in, in a family dynamic, it wells up as, uh, you know, that sense of family and that allegiance to family and that, you know, love of family. That's, that's uh, we could say that's God, you know, and that creates a solidarity that's strength and powerful. And living in harmony with nature, you see. Now, there can be solidarities that aren't uh, uh, in harmony with the grassroots of life. What's the grassroots of life? You know, Mother Earth, Mother Earth, uh, uh, Gaia, if you will, uh, 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 God, you see, wells up in the soil, in the very land of, of a country. 
and it radiates out and it upholds life in that arena if you're living in harmony with it, you know? The American Indians is actually an interesting study in that regard because there was a time when the American Indians were profoundly living in harmony with nature, profoundly living in harmony with natural law. But it's been said that what happened is over time, the uh, 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 whole dynamic kind of drifted away and became more a uh, uh, sort of an astral echo. Uh, an astral, you know, astral can be like an overemphasis of um, uh, disembodied beings, uh, spirits, uh, uh, even ancestor worship. If, if you see, the whole thing has to remain in balance. And when that goes out of balance, then what happens is the uh, people are no longer living in, in as deep a harmony with Mother Nature as they used to. And then what, as a result of that, nations collapse you see but what we're seeing now uh in in ukraine is um really a testament to the 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 magnitude the degree to which the population there uh underestimated by putin and the russians you know uh the magnitude of the ukrainian people and their affinity for their land for their country and that whole thing, it manifests in different ways. It manifests in, as a national anthem. It manifests as, a, uh, well, in this country, we use the words a lot. I'm sure they do in other countries, obviously. But, you know, uh, honor, integrity, loyalty. Uh, uh, what else, Scotty? You know, service to the nation, like that. And, and uh, the more that is, in, see, you get into an idea of like geopolitics, uh, geo-religion, we could coin a phrase, because what it is is the laws of nature in different lands are different. And by virtue of that, uh, the nature of uh, the culture, the nature of even the religion is a little different. It, it changes. It can be dramatically different. Uh and that, that whole thing is not to be uh, understated, you know. It, it speaks to uh, not just the nature of the topography and all like that, the weather and so on, but also the nature of what it looks like to live in harmony with natural law in that land. You know, uh, in the desert, you dress very differently than you do if you live on the mountaintop, you know. Uh, so it permeates everything. But just the uh, power of the uh, allegiance to their nation and these people standing up and, and fighting for their nation, it speaks a lot to the cultural integrity. Now, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, there's personified correlates to that. It's not just um, a, a solidarity that's sort of sterile and superficial. There's also, um, like I say in my lectures, you know, there's a personified correlate to everything, you know, and if you just allow yourself the freedom to function spontaneously in accord with that, then that's what subtle sight and subtle perception is all about, really. 
the difficulty with that is that people get carried and they get overboard and carried away and they often la la land. And that's not what I'm talking about, but the nation, the feeling of a nation, even the, uh, like I think I've referred to in the past, that statue of, for uh, freedom uh, on the top of our Capitol building in America, you know, those are personified correlates to uh, beautiful principles. It's the principle of freedom. There's even a statue and then the Statue of Liberty and uh, all these different nations. They have that, those values. And uh, uh, that's so strong in, in Ukraine. And what could happen here? No. I mean, does that mean that they're going to win? Not necessarily. I mean, Russia could take over and they certainly have the brute force to do it and they take over the country. But if the solidarity is strong enough and it appears that it is, it's not going to last. Those people have an allegiance there that transcends um, uh, anything simplistic. And it also has to do with the idea that solidarity has way more to, to do with mother nature, real solidarity, solid solidarity has way more to do with harmony with God, harmony with the divine harmony with the transcendent uh, than just a group of people you happen to be hanging out with and you're loyal to. I mean, you could say there is a superficial kind of solidarity there among mafia members, you know, uh, but those kind of things, they're, they're not as solid. They don't last as long. Why? Because they're not in harmony with nature. And so the, uh, well, I hate to use this word because it's, but you know, if you, if you wanted to say it, uh, Ukraine is a great case study, if you will, in in uh, the nature of solidarity. Uh, <clears throat> anything else on that, Scotty? Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I saw uh, an interview with an MMA fighter, hmm. and they had asked him about it, and he's like, you know, speaking to that, he's like, if if we were being invaded, you know, I think we would just be fighting tooth and nail. But for us to go over and help them, and when you, when it's your hometown that's getting wrecked, your yeah. fangs and claws, whatever you know, it's all going to come out. Yeah, and the word "home" is an interesting word, isn't it? Home, yeah. home, womb. Yeah, you know, it it uh, it speaks to, to Mother Earth, doesn't it? Yeah, you know. Uh, See, what has to happen here is that there's the feeling level, right? But there's also a rational level. It makes sense, you know, that they all band together and stuff like that. But that only carries carries you so far. But it's really the underlying feeling of allegiance, the underlying patriotism that's in the heart and in the soul and in the grassroots of your being. That's the thing that really... Uh, carries people through and, and, and upholds nations and, and like that. And so even if the Russians do take over, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting's not the right word there, but, you know, it feels to me hearing these people talk, you know, that that's powerful and it, it will not be defeated. If, if defeated in the short run, that's a battle won. But I think uh, ultimately the Ukrainians are going to rise up and, and uh, they'll have their country. It's just a question of what they go through. And the same thing is going on uh, globally now. You know, 
a golden age is coming. I think we can rest assured on that. Just as sure as winter goes to spring and summer, you know, springtime is arriving, not just literally, uh, but but also in the sense of a more cosmic sense. We're entering a golden age. But but in that transition, uh, how how difficult is it going to be? How challenging is it? Challenging is it going to be? Uh, it's been said that in a transition like this, the transition can be an Armageddon. Uh, uh, what was it? The Mayans said the end, the end of the world, or something like that. I believe we're past that. In fact, I'm confident that we are. That's not going to happen. <coughs> but how many uprisings? How many challenges are we going to have until it actually arises? You know. Uh, <coughs> there's another interesting just. George Soros is an interesting case study. I think it's becoming more and more recognized that he is, was largely behind the uprising. And the reason he did it, because he likes, he feeds on conflict. If Ukraine and Russia get into a conflict, the whole thing crumbles, then he steps in and buys things up for pennies on the dollar. So he has that advantage. And also he's interested, even the name of his not-for-profit addresses it, something in the effect of a new world order. He wants to, you know, bring down all these powerful nations and then have a new world order rise up that he envisions himself, I guess, being a major player in. And it's basically a global takeover, you know? Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot on that, but that's that's it in a nutshell, you know, the whole George Soros thing, thing and the, the people uh, uh, that he works with and for lack of a better word, that he colludes with, you know? Uh, what else, Scotty? There are a few other points I wanted to yeah, bring you. You were talking about something about the news earlier and people watching news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is an interesting thing. Um, I think you've probably heard, I've heard a, a number of people say, well, you know, what you watch on the news, one group says another one thing, another group says another thing. Who do you know what to believe? So I just don't watch the news. Um I'm not good with that because um, that's just throwing up your hands and giving up. The whole art of discernment. You have to kind of like read between the lines. Figure it out. Your allegiance isn't just, again, because you have a tiny little group that you have solidarity with, and that's what they're saying, so you go with that. You have to look deeper. To live better, we have to look deeper. And it's almost like, you know, should people who, who know nothing about the news even, I mean, this is radical, it's overstated, okay? But should people who know nothing about it and pay no attention to it or just get their news off of, I don't know, take your pick Facebook or, I don't know, uh, Fox News, whatever, just one viewpoint, should they even be allowed to vote? I mean, do they have any idea what's really going on? But even even more so, people who don't watch the news at all, who have no interest in it, but they vote. I mean... I don't quite get it, you know. I mean, is is that really okay? But but it seems to be a, a massive trend, you know. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up, by the way, is just from an astrological Jyotish perspective, Mars and Venus, when they're together, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. There's a passionate component to Mars and Venus. Right now, Mars is extremely strong. It's exalted. And Mars and Venus are together. And, and even above that, it's in... It's in Saturn's sign with Saturn. So Saturn is extremely strong. And of course, Saturn and Mars are malefics. So you put those three together 
and uh, <clears throat> it's a major adjutant. So, uh, and just a little bit ago, Scotty, what, who else was there? Son was there, which makes it even yeah. more fiery. Uh, I think for a little, just a couple of days, but Moon transmitted there that time. At any rate, yeah. I think I think a person does well this time if you can to know um, how far that sign, which is Capricorn and Jyotish, how far Capricorn is away from your ascendant, what house it's in with respect to your ascendant, and also how far away it is from the moon, uh, <clears throat> uh, what sign it's, what uh, house it's in, in your moon sign it's called. And uh, those can give you some insights. For example, if it's in the fourth house in either sun, in, in either rising or, you know, ascendant or a moon sign, that's going to cause agitation of the heart, agitation of the spirit. Seventh house could be tough on relationships. Uh, what else, Scotty? Uh, sixth house, conflicts, you know? Uh, debt, also debt, disease. Disease could be, yeah, bring things up. So... Um, just be aware of that. That's going on. It will subside after the first week in April. But for that period of time, um, particularly if it's transiting in a house like the fourth house or something, might be a good time to lay low. Hmm? Scotty? Yeah. What else? There were other things we wanted to bring up before we close. Um, talking about love. Oh, yeah. Um where was that? What it, it was love is more powerful, powerful. Than, than hatred. See, see hatred, <clears throat> hatred is not in harmony with natural law, is it? I mean, we can be passionate about our aversion to uh, vile things, but then we're not really living our life based on hatred. That's It's a viewpoint. But in the depth of our being, everything boils down to love and no drop of love is ever wasted, you know? And, uh, uh, so love overcomes, love does overcome hatred. Love is more powerful from hatred, even though in the short run, uh, we can have these flare ups where it, it feels to be the opposite, you know? Uh, what else, Scotty? Uh, Did, Oh, talking about history and, um, Oh, that's right. I, I like this quote I saw. History is nothing more than a set of lies agreed upon. Uh, you can generalize that. It's not just history. It's, it's viewpoints. I think very few, very rarely, the people have viewpoints that are based on complete and total truth. You know, uh, and there was that fellow I mentioned in the past who's, whose father was way up in the federal government. I think he was an assistant um, uh, Secretary of State or something like that. And he told his son, he said, if you think that what you're hearing in the news has anything to do with what's really going on, you're dreaming, you know? So again, we, we need to discern, we need to read through between the lines and, and we need to um, make our own assessments. But burying our head in the sand and saying, I, I don't want to watch the news, I don't want to think about it, uh, I think does the world a disservice, you know, particularly if you're willing to be discerning and not just indoctrinated into a perspective based on the people you happen to be hanging out with. Okay. Uh, I think that's about it for today, huh, Scotty? Was there anything else? Yeah. No, that was all the things. 
Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we will talk with you again next week.